Okay. Okay. So, so I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you, Chief, for uh, meeting with us um, this afternoon. I know you're a busy woman, and uh, coming to speaking with us for a second time. Uh, <laughs> we had some tef- technical difficulty difficulties from uh, the first time. I guess uh, being that this is my technically my first time meeting you, I just want to. Um, introduce myself. My name is Todd Caldwell and I'm from North New Jersey. Um, and we're starting this podcast to understand small business, uh, to collaborate with individuals and also uh, network. There's a lot of people currently who's looking into, because of the pandemic, looking into starting their own their own movement, their own business. A lot of us are starting off small. We don't have the resources or capital to uh, start off with corporations. So we're, 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 we got the mindset and we're doing little by little by um, little at a time. So if we meet the right individual, that person may can help us uh, transition, provide us support, and also we can learn from those individuals. So here we just, we're just providing support to small business, um, networking, and uh, honestly, well, hopefully we can learn what you have to offer and also our listeners can can hear what you have to offer. And if they want to utilize your service services, they can definitely reach out. So I just want to say thank you for your time and you can introduce yourself. Okay, um, my name is Charlotta Beasley. I live in Detroit. Um, I also want to say thank you for interviewing with us a second time. I really appreciate it. So let's get this going. Okay, can you introduce yourself? Sure. And so my name is Chiyama Amesle. I go by Chi, C-H-I, and I'm a certified matchmaker, love genie, and raw love specialist based out of Seattle, Washington. <laughs> love, <laughs> love genie. Um, was, um, I, I forgot the name of that show where you just rub the uh, oh, that little um, that magic thing, and then a genie pops out. You got one of those things. <laughs> Aladdin. I mean, there's a, a lot more to it than that, but I have been known to make some things happen. Just be careful. <laughs> 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 Hello. Okay, you can go ahead and get the start uh, question started. Um, okay. Since the COVID-19 pandemic, how has your company been affected? What I found is that with COVID, a lot of people are kind of more lonelier than usual, right? Because not only do you have social distancing amongst a pandemic, um, but people are being forced to not be as close. Um, A lot of the places that people usually go out and meet people, um, they've been limited or unable to attend. So a lot of people are just open to meeting new people and they're kind of more open-minded when it comes to long distance. People are more focused on building something with somebody else instead of being focused on that person being with them in the physical sense, right? Because a lot of times they can't be. So it's giving kind of the dating world um, a challenge, if you will, and helping people really connect on who somebody else is on a deeper level instead of just focusing on the physical aspect yes i agree uh i think a lot of us as we get older we don't want to date just local because when we first started dating it's always local and then we realize the mentality is the same even though you date different people you tend to date the same person over and over again so when you broaden your 
broaden your spectrum to where you say, you know what, let me go to the next town, the next city, the next state, and you might find that right match if you're open to not only staying local. You want me to go with the next one? Yeah, just keep keep them firing, keep them firing. Okay. Um, how's dating now with the Netflix and chill area? Era, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Netflix industry is still alive and well, um, but it all comes down to what the person is looking for, right? There are some people that want a partner that they can Netflix and chill with, and there are somebody that wants someone that they can go out with. Um, some people want both, you know, 50-50, a little bit of everything. So I think it just comes down to figuring out exactly what that person is looking for, um, what, where they're at, um, what they're seeking in a partner, and where they're headed. Right, and then putting two people together that I feel like may be a good fit for each other and seeing what happens. Um, so I don't foresee Netflix and chill going anywhere. It just it just depends on who you want to share that, you know, Saturday night with cuddled up with on the couch watching a movie. And I do my very best to, you know, help those introductions take place as long as you're open minded and open and honest about what you're looking for. Um, I think Netflix and chill is not going nowhere because a lot of us lost our job. We are penny pinching, and that's the best way to uh, to get to get close with somebody is Netflix and chill. So I don't see it going away no time soon. Right. Yeah. Okay. My next question is: What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? The emotional pull of what it takes to be a matchmaker. I mean, I. Um, and the only certified black matchmaker in Washington state with her own business. A lot of the matchmakers that are in my state um, majority white, um, which I mean, in a state where there's 70% representation of white people and only 3.7% black people, um, there's a need, there's a need for it, especially when it comes to the love dating industry, there's definitely a need. And so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely being challenged in many ways, but because of the need for it, because this is my hope and desire for the community that everyone has someone that they can love and call their own, right? For the ones that want that, like I'm here for it. Um, so emotionally, sometimes it can be overbearing. I've received a lot of consultations that have been very sad, very emotional, charged. Um, some have made me angry based on what people have gone through, but at the end of the day, I'm here to provide a service. I'm here to give people hope, um, especially those that have lost it when it comes to dating. So that is something I didn't really expect. But, you know, you live, you learn, and you grow. Um, I, got a, I got a question. Um, so when you meet somebody, do you give them advice on what to take a person on a date? Let's say this personality type. Oh, take this person to a park, do a picnic, take them to a movie, take them to a dinner, take them to a Broadway play. Do you give advice on the location to take specific people? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Now, being that we're in a pandemic, there are certain things I can no longer recommend. <laughs> but based on the personalities of people that I'm matching, I would definitely assist them with, okay, you know, that she likes parts or um, you like thinking outside of the norm. Or maybe you should try an art show or a comedy show because you both like to laugh. I'm always going to suggest things to help move the couple forward. And that's my goal, and that's my job. So it's something that I enjoy, right? Okay. Have Have anybody ever crossed you before? Let's say you give advice, but in actuality, they got 
uh, malevolent behavior where they are more of, you know what, I'm just in here to play the game. I'm, 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 I just want to, you know, hit and run. So they're basically wasting everybody's time. Have that ever, have anybody ever crossed you? Well, people have tried it. I mean, <laughs> I have complimentary consultation, so you don't have to pay anything and you get to talk to me for an hour about your, your dating life, right? And the reason why I did that is because I get to decide who I want to work with. I'm a one woman show, meaning I'm the only one conducting the background investigation on the person. I'm the only one going out and meeting people and adding to my clientele. So at the end of the day, after that hour, I kind of have a good idea of what you want to do and how you're feeling and how if you're taking this seriously or not, right? So there have been people that have tried me, <laughs> but I catch them really quickly and dismiss them. I have no issues doing that. Um, this is no lay and play type of business I'm offering here. I'm really trying to make things work long term for people that want it. So if they, if they don't and I don't want to work with them, I'll just let them know and I'll wish them well in their search or whatever it is that they're seeking. <laughs> doesn't always have to be me. Okay. Yeah, I got another question. Say if, say if you match somebody up, they get married, right? They fall in love and they do a destination wedding. Destination wedding. I don't know. Somewhere like Cabo. They go, oh, since you matched us, do you feel obligated you have to go to the wedding? I would love to go to every single wedding of every couple that I match. Um, it, to me, it wouldn't be an obligation to be a blessing. It'd be a dream come true. I'd be crying a lot, yeah. really. Kind of, <laughs> my crying is not cute, but <laughs> as many weddings under my belt as possible, or at least people that just want to stay together for a long, very, very, very long time. Not for some people, their goal isn't marriage, right? Some people, they just want a partner, someone they can build with for years, decades to come, whatever the case may be. But I make sure that you're either wanting something long-term or they do want a marriage. But yes, I would definitely love to go to every wedding, every single wedding that I can. I will make it a point to be there. <laughs> I, I got one more. I got one more as she's talking. Role plan, right? Let's say I've been in a marriage for, let's say, 10 years is and it's dying down and I want things to, to develop and I want to role play with my wife. Let's say I want her, I, I want to play as a character. I come to you, you set me up with, with her, but she's somebody completely different. Let's say she's a I don't know, uh, 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 a madam or something, a madam for, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking of something. Just she's a character and I'm a character. So now you're you're matching this up to where we're we're playing different roles. Have you ever had someone want to be more creative in dating compared to the traditional? You just meet somebody and you just go out. I've had people ask me suggestions on how to spice things up. And I like to take the time to learn about them and their partner. So I'm not only working with singles. I like to work with couples, too, that want to spice things up. Um, I'm not a licensed professional in that regard, but I'm a raw love specialist. So um, anyone who's looking to either spice up their love life or add to the love life they already have, that's what I'm here for. And I'm always open to offering suggestions. I think that love should be a fun thing. Um, as well as heartfelt. And I want to combine both those things, fun and love, and bring it to a relationship. I mean, that's what people want. Most of them, anyway, want a relationship where they can have fun, you know, with the person they're with. And they can also learn to love that person as time goes by. And, you know, things can get stealth with some couples doing the same thing here and there. So I'm more than happy to offer suggestions. Um, I would like to take the chance to get to know their partner, see what's worked before in the past and what hasn't, and then just go from there. Okay. 
Um, do you offer services to the LGBT community? The LGBTQ community, absolutely. So my services um, are not limited in any way, shape, or form. I do cater specifically to the African American community, um, the Black community, if you will, um, especially in my state, because there's a big need for it. Just very, very underrepresented here. Um, however, I will not turn my eye to someone that needs my help, like in terms of love advice. But the Black community is my priority. They they have to be. Um, and that's neither here nor there. So I'm able to help anyone who is willing, open, honest, and serious about finding something real. I'm here for it. Okay, I got a question. I got a question. Um, how do you feel about speed dating? So <laughs> I love speed dating. Um, I actually had a few speed dates planned um, prior to COVID. I was working with Jerk Shack. Um, they're one of my um, favorite Black-owned companies out here for really good food and we're working on putting together some speed dating events as well as mixers um, for the community and singles that are looking to meet new people and I was going to really add some spice to it and shake it all up and have some really interesting questions and some games and some really good music and then COVID hit so I haven't oh, given up okay. on stepping the works yeah but that is something that I cannot wait to do and it'll be like a speed dating that no one else has ever experienced <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. I love speed dating. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have you ever did speed dating? Like for yourself? For like personal reasons, speed dating for yourself? Yes. Yeah, so I've done it once before. And then I've also had feedback from others that did it. And the main thing that I was hearing is that there wasn't very many people that looked like them. Um, a lot of Black singles felt like, obviously, they're in a 70% state where majority of people are white they didn't see very many black people there okay. that looked like also one today or this issue with ages like oh i showed up um in my 30s looking for someone around that range too and most of the people there were in their late 50s or 60s even so i've taken the feedback that i've received and also my own experience to put together something that's going to be amazing that people can actually relate to i'm going to segment it off based on what people are looking for and their age groups so that you know when you go there you're going to be seeing people that are kind of looking for the same thing as you and who look like you okay i like that how is mental health how does mental health affect dating <laughs> so many ways um mental health is a big issue um for many people i like to know what people are going through um depression anxiety um, whether it's PTSD, whether they served time in the army or military, whatever the case may be, I like to document that. And um, it can sometimes be very helpful because there are some people that they know that they can't deal with somebody else who's depressed because maybe they're depressed or someone right. who wants to, that understands that they get depressed from time to time, right? So being cognizant of what one's issues are and being open enough to express them to me can only help and not harm. Right, because my goal is to help you find love. But if part of you is a type of is a mental disorder or something that you're still working through, I want to know that because I want to make sure that the person I pair you with is going to help you up, or that they can handle that. Right, and vice versa. So I think it's very important for everyone to be open and honest about where they are and okay. what they're doing. Right, and I will always suggest therapy if I feel that it is needed because I'm not a therapist myself. But I do have people that I can suggest or recommend to those that need it. I have no issues doing that. 
no one should be ashamed of therapy. <laughs> right. No one, even though in the black community, it gets swept under the rug, you know, mental health. So, does, which is why um, I like to that. Um, I know a lot of us too, we speak, um, a lot of people who've been um, sexually abused, young men and women that we never address. And that leads to a lot of, um, um, be, uh, as you're older, it leads to um, promiscuous behaviors. So I was wondering, um, when you talk to people in your consultation, do you talk about um, any past traumas so they won't bring it over into the new relationship? Yeah, so I do, I ask them about their flaws, and I do ask them to tell me if there's anything that they like to know about their past um, that is maybe affecting them now in the present. Now, what I will say is that not everyone is so open to revealing that to the average self, right? Not everyone will just tell you, oh, I've been through this, this, and this when I was little. But I've been very fortunate that people just have this way of opening up to me, and I'm grateful for that. I take people's stories in the past very seriously. I notate everything. I make suggestions. Um, if they were abused, I ask them, okay, well, how do you feel like this is affecting you now? Do you see it trending in your relationship? Have you had issues with this in the past? Like, what would your best friend say about you? Is it something you still feel like it's present or lingering? Is it something you still feel like you're working Just to see if I can get more answers, right? So, luckily for me, I found that people have been very receptive, very open and very honest, and that's the least that I can ask for. I'm very grateful for what I do and for people that take the time to open up to me. It is imperative. Okay, what's the most difficult part of your business and how could you overcome this hurdle? The most difficult part is, um, it's a gamble, right? <laughs> Love is a gamble. It's, I always say that we're all just shooting the dice and playing our cards and like hoping to hit the jackpot. There is no guarantee when it comes to love. It's always going to be a risk. So not knowing how far a couple is going to go, not knowing how they're going to respond to each other, not knowing if they're going to do the work. That's another thing. Relationships require work. <laughs> the, the work that it takes to get to know each other, to start over, to open up, to be open and honest with one another. I don't know. All I know is that I can give them the necessary tools I feel that they need to be successful and then just hope that they do it. I also keep a, a clear heart and open mind and encourage others to do the same. So that is the hardest thing is not knowing um, if they're going to make it or not, but just hoping that they will. I'm also learning about people's shortcomings or what they've been through in the past and just hoping they're able to overcome that so they can allow the love to shine through. That's another thing that's kind of difficult because it's kind of like the leading the horse to water, but not you know, but not being able to make them drink type of scenario. There's only so much I can do as an individual. And there have been times where I'm just, I have to like just walk away or just wash my hands and say, you know what, sir or, or madam, I've done everything I can for you. But it seems to me that you're not willing or you're not able or you're not ready. But when you are, I'll be here for you, right? Because I don't want to overexert myself into people that just can't see it or just aren't able to do the work when there are people that there are. You know, that would be my focus, people that want to try. Because all I ask is that people try. You have to try. <laughs> um, during your consultation, do you um, ask individuals, or what is your cutoff? Let's say I just came home from prison I want to date. Or, you know, I have a felony, some type of criminal record. Uh, what is your cutoff? Is it certain criminals you don't work with? Do you give people a second chance? Or maybe they have mental, they have either uh, substance abuse issues. Uh, what is your cutoff of who you may work with and not work with? So I try to gauge for who the individual is. I mean, we all have a past. None of us 
perhaps don't know the past, right? All we all things that we've done, always been through, or what have you. But I try to see who they are right now and where they're headed. Now, um, if you you are fresh out of rehab and it's very difficult for you to even go about your daily business without having something, some type of substance, the chances that you'll be able to form a healthy relationship are slim. And those are the facts. Also, most people do not want someone that is part of rehab, or most people don't want to deal with someone that has issues with whether maybe drugs or alcohol. Like some people just can't handle that. So I make it very clear of what I can provide and what I can offer for that person. Now, if someone is very honest about who they are and what they've been dealing with, I will tell them, you know what, I don't believe I have anybody in my database that can teach you anything at this time. But if I do or come across someone, I will let you know. And that's them being honest. Because if I don't have anyone that simply has said to me, I want to date someone, I'm open to dating someone that has this and this issue, or that's fine with me, then I'm not going to set someone up for failure and just say, oh yeah, um, go ahead and give me your money, sign up to be my client, I got you. No, this is a business at the end of the day. And there's going to be some people I just can't help that may need to help themselves first. If that makes sense. Yes. And you know what, Char, I got one more question. Um, mm. A lot of us, sometimes we have to, we have to do some inner think inner inner thinking in regards to our character, our morals. And most people feel like there's a price for everything. What happens if somebody comes to you and be like, you know what, I want you to do I want you to help me with something when you know it's wrong. Let's say your fee is five hundred bucks. And they say, you know what, I'll double your fee. Is there a price that you will take to do something that you know you shouldn't be doing or is out of your character? Right. No, my, my peace of mind <laughs> is it. That's it. I, I like to sleep at night. I like to sleep at night. So for me, it's not about money. If it was about money, I'd be, be charging thousands that other matchmakers do. Right. I'm only charging maybe like 20% <laughs> that of what the typical matchmaker does. I, I'm not supposed to get money. I mean, I want my business to grow. Yes. But my joy comes in having people form everlasting wonderful relationships and people find love in, in times where they thought they never would or how they recover after a breakup and now they realize oh i am lovable i am worthy right i want people to come to that conclusion so if something doesn't match with my moral compass or it doesn't sit well with me i will decline it and i have several times especially when there's men that are reaching out to me for a particular woman or women that they can service or have to I, I don't I don't do that sir. Like I highly advise you to try another route. It's just not me. Right. And there's some women that reach out to me too that are interested in side pieces or a different <laughs> <laughs> somebody other than their husband. Um to service them in different ways. And it's just not for me. I just it doesn't that's not where I'm headed. That's not where I want to invest my time and energy and more like money has nothing to do with it. Right? Because at the end of the day, if I don't feel right within my soul with doing this then I'm not doing myself a service and I'm definitely not helping you at all. So so what do you feel about a, a polygamous relationship? What is this? Polygamous, poly, poly, polygamy, polygamory, where it's like two couples want to date other two couples. Is one person want to date two individuals. How do you feel about if I come to you and I want to look for those type of individuals? If I'm, if I'm into, let's say as a couple, we want to find another couple or I may want to find two women. Or I'm a woman, I want to find two men. Could you help me with that? So, 
again, if I have someone in my database that is polyamorous and looking for a healthy polyamorous relationship, then yes, I'd be open to doing that. However, there's not going to be any going behind anyone else's back. Like, I want to talk to the, the couple, the couple together, like the husband and wife, or the wife and the wife, or the husband and the husband, whatever the case may be, to gauge where they're at. Are you guys looking to add a plus one? Are you comfortable with your wife or your husband wanting a girlfriend? That's the thing. Like, when it comes to, once a marriage is in place, I'm not very keen on introducing another. It has to be something that a couple, like an actual couple come to me together for, not just the husband or just the wife on some slick undercover shit. I need you to be open and honest with me so I can know exactly what the whole picture is before I agree to it. And then I'll be honest, like, you know what? I don't think I have a man that's willing to be with you knowing you have a husband. Or, oh, I don't think I have a woman that wants to do with you knowing that you have a wife and three kids at home. It just doesn't seem like there's any of my database for you. But you know, if I do come across that person, I will let you know. I don't, I don't have time to sit and play games. So, so if you're serious, I'll hear them out. You know, I mean, I am, I am a, a love dating specialist. However, there's certain lines that I just, I have to draw. And there's definitely other resources. It does not have to be me that they can get it from. Okay. Okay, so me personally, I have been in a polyamorous relationship myself. Absolutely, yeah, I've been in every type of relationship you can imagine. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so the thing is, I don't knock it, right? I'm not here knocking it, but. My thing is open communication is essential. I do not want to waste my time and my efforts engaging in a couple that is doing some sneaky shit behind each other's backs. I want it to be organic and real, right? Now, my experience with polyamory at the time, I had a boyfriend and two girlfriends at the time. And for me, I prefer just having one man and two women. That was just, that's what I needed at the time. And I learned a lot about myself and it was always open. There was a lot of communication. Um, a lot of time spent, a lot of time making sure that everyone's needs were being met as much and as often as possible. Now, now, now that I'm older, there, there's a lot of things I've learned about myself, about what works and what doesn't. And I encourage people to do the same. I'm not here to tell you that how anyone chooses to love or live their life is bad or, or good or neither, right? I just want people to be open and honest to the people that they care and love about and not bullshit, right? Have those talks, have those conversations about what your needs are and what your desires are and move forward. All that side pieces on the side and, and running and not being open and honest, being unfaithful, um, that's not that's not what love is all about. It's open communication should be at the core of every relationship, communication and compromise. So my thing is you do whatever makes you happy, but make sure you're not hurting or harming the people that you care about most and the ones that are actually down for you in a relationship. Open your mouth and speak. Say what it is that you need and go from there, period. So, did it work out for you or it didn't go so well? Interesting. Interesting question. <laughs> it did not work out. I was able to, my polyamorous lifestyle lasted for about five years. That's a pretty long time. Um, but for me, I got what I needed out of it. The relationships ended when it was time to end. And the ones that needed to keep going on kept going on. So, I don't feel like I... 
I wouldn't say it worked or didn't work. I just, it's something that I wanted at the time, at the time I felt like I needed. And it worked for me during that time frame. Like, <laughs> and I learned so much about myself and all I did was communicate. When things made me feel uncomfortable, I communicated. Um, if something was bothering me, I communicated. I had that, those conversations, even if it was awkward or I didn't feel like having it or I, if I didn't want to seem like I was nagging or whatever the case may be, I opened my mouth and I said what I had to say. And I feel like that's why I have so much knowledge today is because in my relationships, I've been able to communicate. And I've been through so many different types with different people that I've learned and I've grown. And this is something that I will always tell people is to communicate, 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 communicate about everything, everything as much as possible. Um, okay, speaking about communication and being that we're finding somebody we want to spend the rest of our life with or get a serious relationship. And as adults, I think what's really important to put on the table that a lot of us don't is what is our credit score, how much debt we have, college debt, student loan debt, uh, I mean, student loan, credit cards, whatever, um, old medical bills. And also, you may have some type of ailment, um, disease or ailment. Um, do you ask these individuals uh, these questions prior to meeting each other? Because some people may be, let's say, $100,000 in debt and they want to find a millionaire because they're just looking for somebody to sponsor them. So do you think people, their their true history, such as credit scores or, or debt, uh, plays a factor into them dating? I do. When I ask about deal breakers, some people do disclose, oh, they're not in the best place financially. Oh, but they're doing better. They're on their way to get into where they need to do or where they need to be. Some people have declared bankruptcy and have no issues telling me that. So it all depends, right? But then there are some people that will think that, oh, if I tell her I'm in debt or if I'm honest about this, I might not look like a good candidate. It's only going to hurt them in the long run, right? If they're really looking for something meaningful, they're going to open up to me when I ask them these questions. I'm not here to waste time, which is why my complimentary, I'm sorry, my com consultations are complimentary. I just want honesty. <laughs> I just want the honest truth that someone will give me about their flaws and what they're dealing with so I can help find someone that's suitable for them or even help them find love within. I'm not only focused on dating for other people. Sometimes people need to find love within themselves and I have no issues telling them that too. But again, I will ask the questions. My hope is that people are honest with me, but I do understand that not everybody's going to keep it 100. That's just, that's just the nature of the game. I just have to hope that they will. And after I do my background and my research and ask specific questions, then that's when I'll gain my knowledge, you know? But sometimes people do. For the most part, they do keep it really honest with me and they just want me to find someone for them that matches up to who they truly are, which is great. I love those people. <laughs> so, you know, I just take it one day at a time and ask as many questions, just hope that they'll be honest with me. But yeah, that is a very important factor. But not everybody is going to be honest about it. There's couples that have been hiding their debt from each other for years. <laughs> for being real so okay. yeah keep I going you got any more questions I'm sorry I'm having difficulty hearing you I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you as clearly I was hearing you earlier for some reason. Sorry. Is that A little bit. Okay. Go ahead. We'll make it work. 
Do you mind relaying what she was saying? Because I can't. I oh, can't she's hear. saying, date, how do you feel about people dating with children? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that single parents need love too, right? Um, and, and sometimes it, it's very hard. It's very hard for single women and men, um, especially single women though, with children to date. So for the, the parents that inquire with me um, on dating when they have children, um, I make it a point to figure out how their children's ages, behavior of the children, um, let them know that I'm here for them. And also being very open and honest with them about the people I have in my database that are willing to date someone with children, right? I do ask men and women um, that do not have any children, whether they actually, whether they do or do not, if they're comfortable dating someone that has a child or if they're open to it, you know? Um, and I try to get a basis of how they feel about it. Um, do they want children of their own? If the relationship were to progress, would they feel comfortable adopting the child or the children, right? And what is their limit? Is one child okay? Um, as long as the child is there only on the weekends, is are they okay with two, three children? Is there no max on how many children that the their partner has as long as they're well behaved? So everyone has their different um, reaching points when it comes to children and how they feel. So I like to ask those specific questions and it's very important, but there definitely is a need for people to open up their mind a lot more when it comes to people with children, because there are some great single men and women out there that have children that would make great partners, right? So I'm very specific when I ask questions, when it deals with children to figure out, you know, who is open to actually dating someone for who they are, despite them having children and how they feel well. What happens if I come in and I'm a guy and I identify as a woman? So don't identify me as a as a man. I'm a woman and I'm looking for somebody to date and I want to date a guy. So how would you approach that? Well, are you saying so? There's two different things though. There can be like if you're saying that you are a man that identifies as a woman, as in you're a trans woman. Okay, so that's I, I, not, like, not a trans. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I I'm a man, but I identify as a woman. Yeah, that would yeah that would be um trans. Trans, okay. Yeah, but there's different levels, right? There's pre-op, there's post-op. So it just it just depends on where you're at. But again, trans falls in LGBTQ, so it is someone that I would be more than happy to assist. However, if there is no one in my database that is currently open to dating someone who is trans, I would let that person know straight up. I'm not going to treat them any differently. Once I have that conversation with you and a consultation and find out what you're looking for and who you are as a person, where you're headed, I'll be able to tell you, okay, well, currently in my database, I don't believe I have anyone for you. Or, you know what? I think I'm have someone that you may mesh well with, but I want to ask them some more questions now that I've learned more about you. So it just goes hand in hand. I do not care how they identify. It's if they're serious and if they're ready to have these open conversations about love and something real. I don't want to play. I don't want. I don't want to waste my time with anyone who's not serious or wants to waste my time. I, I don't have time to waste. I, I want to just find those people that are serious in this world and want to meet someone that's also serious that are willing to be open and honest about where they're at, where they've been, and where they're headed. That's it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Can you hear me? Absolutely. I can I, hear I you can. better now. Oh, you can hear me. Okay. 
a lot better now. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, yeah. I got a. Uh, um, what is your weakness? Uh, we all got strengths. We all got weaknesses. You've been out there. You dated. You tried all these different things, but there is a there is something that you haven't tackled yet. What is something that's your weakness that you gotta you gotta work on to become a better a better matchmaker or to help your business grow? Well, I'm an empath, <laughs> so I feel those things deeply. I've been um, stuck, I've been sucked into a lot of sad stories. I like to help people. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. When I left the matchmaking institute after I was done, they kept telling me that I'm not charging enough. I'm charging below, below, below average of what the typical matchmaker charges. Because it's a lot of work, right? You have to go above. Like you are literally seeking people for a specific person to grow with, right? So you're bringing the person that you already know as your client and you're finding someone else for them to do life with. Like this is not a simple task. This is not just swiping left and right. Um, this takes a lot. It takes a lot of dedication. And I have heard a lot of sad stories and I want to help everyone. I, but the truth is I'm only, I can help everyone. So um, learning when to take the help from others that are offering to assist me, that's one thing. And then not being so empathetic and just learning that I can't save them all. <laughs> that's, that I would say that is my weakness. I can't save everybody. Not every single person in this world is going to be able to utilize my resources. Although I would love that. Uh, do you work with people out of state? Let's say um, yeah. long distance relationship. I travel, let's say I'm in Seattle and I travel to my corporate office in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta all the time. Do you work with, find somebody in Atlanta I can hook up with? Um, hook up with or have a relationship with? Or have a relationship. I'm open to dating somebody in Atlanta. So do you only, do you go outside of Seattle, San Francisco, LA, you know, uh, Portland, do you go outside of Seattle? You have uh, people you collaborate with to um, get more individuals on dating. Yeah, new absolutely. options. Yeah, I do. I do. There, I, I honestly will service anyone in the United States of America. Um, once you leave the U.S., it gets kind of harder to run background checks for people. I mean, just to find the information that I need to make um, a noteworthy decision on that person moving forward. So I also have a large database, right? I have so many matchmakers in all parts of the U.S. So if I'm looking for a specific person for someone else in a specific area, I can reach out to my matchmakers specifically in that area. I'm like, hey, I have a gentleman who's looking for this. He's based out of here. This is what he wants. Do you have anyone for me? Let's do this. Right. So my network is never ending and my database is forever growing. Um, with the millennials now who's into the internet, they're into coding, they into <clears throat> simplifying things as much as possible and also cutting out the middleman. Do you feel like doing matchmaking is something that could be packaged and put into a software where I pull all my information in and it spits out a person? Uh, yes and no, right? There's hundreds of dating apps that do provide that service, but there are some things that me as a matchmaker um, can give that's more of a personal experience, right? Um, for instance, if someone shares with me that their father just passed away or their mom is sick with cancer, that's not something that is automatically going to be reviewed or shown in a dating app, right? But this is knowledge that I will have about that person when helping them find a match. Okay, well, they're probably going to need someone that is understanding, someone who is also empathetic, someone who knows what they're going through, right? Or like a single mother that has a son that is special needs or a daughter that needs some type of assistant, whatever the case may be, 
there's, there's certain things that when it comes to matching someone with somebody else, an app just won't have, right? There's, there's one-off situations, more deep connections that only a matchmaker can form with a client. So, I, Hey, Shara, whatever. Cut that down. I was just saying, in terms of relationships and how they go, um, it all depends on where you're at. Um, I'm really trying to remember exactly what the question was, but I know we're going on <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, I was basically saying that uh, software can, you can do matchmaking software and, and take you out of yes. your livelihood. Yes. Right. So, yeah, it depends on where you're at and, and, and what you're looking for. There are only so much that an app can do, right? Um, what I was alluding to is it won't always be able to dictate, okay, well, this person has is suffering from, from PTSD, if you will, right? Or this person is a single parent of three kids and is looking to date someone who is compassionate and who likes kids, right? So there's only so much an app can do. An app can probably tell you, okay, you can list, do you have kids, yes or no? But it doesn't really tell you much. So I do not feel like for a matchmaker, um, they can be replaced be replaced by an app because there's only so much. Um, and apps are very surface-like when it comes to dating and love. It's mainly based on, oh, attraction, they're cute, white lips, like right, right, or, oh, I think they look interesting, or I like this about them, or they dress nice. But with matchmakers, we take the time, and I know I do, to get deep, as, as deep as possible, and learn, truly learn about this individual and what they've been through and what they're truly seeking that's sometimes an app just won't reveal so you know, I'm, I don't think you need to speak put into a software <laughs> let's let's say in your in your personal relationship let's say you may have some quarrels with your man he may not do this he may have some type of things that you may not like and one of your clients come in and he explains everything to you and what he's looking for and he's just this perfect person that everything you are complaining about this person has the looks he's about catering to his uh his spouse whatever have you ever fall fell for somebody or thought this person might be good for me in the back of your head even though you might not do anything have you ever ran into somebody you feel like you know what i think i might want this person myself well there's going to be people that i'm attracted to there's going to be people that are attracted to me but at the end of the day i'm here to provide a service right so whether I'm having issues with my man and there's someone else that I meet that seems like he's everything, that's great. But at the end of the day, I've decided to be in a relationship. And that's the thing, because of how the dating world is now, being able to just hop on Tinder, we can just swipe left and right all day. People think that people are dispensable, right? You really have to take the time to build on what you have and cultivate that, right? Lift your man up, make him feel like a king, lift your woman up, make her feel like a queen, communicate yeah. and compromise. There's always going to be somebody that looks cuter than the other, somebody with yeah. a six pack, better job, somebody that puts shit together with someone else. You have to make a conscious decision every single day to work with that person, right? And make something of what you have. That's that's what I do. <laughs> so so I'm going to meet thousands and thousands and thousands of singles. And there's gonna be times where I'm in a relationship like I am now and times where I'm single. If it doesn't last, whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, I'm always going to encourage people to work at the home base. Work on what you have. Build that foundation. Do everything that you can to make it work. If it is not costing you the peace of mind, then it's something that you need to work on. Right, period. Because there's always going to be distractions of men and women everywhere. There are what, 7.8 billion people in this world? <laughs> 
So, but at the end of the day, you focus on where your home and where your heart is. You just feel things there. That's my advice to anyone. Great. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I got I got something maybe out of balance kind of a question. What happens if you and a matchmaker, this person is dating this person, and they're not sure if they are doing the right thing with this person? Let's say something like warriorism, where they want you to come in and watch them. They want you to watch them on a date. They want you to watch them in play. They want you to watch them, uh, watch them uh, at work. Have anybody made that suggestion? Or mm-hmm. or they getting physical? They kissing or touching or whatever, and they say, you know what? I want you to be here. I want you to be there. Uh, to make sure I'm doing it the right way. Well, I haven't had people that needed my help in that regard, like they need me to physically be there. They might call me before, but <laughs> <laughs> and say, "Oh, I'm kind of nervous. Like, what, what should I say? What should I do? I'm, I'm thinking I should ask him about this, or I really want to know about her this." And I would give them insight, but no one's actually needed me to be there. I think people adults just kind of get lost along the way, and then with their past relationships. This card, a lot of people are dated. They just need that extra push and build the confidence. And that's what they come to me. Like, I'm the greatest, the greatest, greatest woman slash she leader, you know, slash matchmaker on their side. So I just really want them to do well. But they haven't really needed that much hand holding. There are some clients that may be more needy than others. <laughs> We're not actually needing you to be there. I haven't run into okay. that yet. I mean, if they really needed it, and also the party was okay with it, I'm happy open to it. Just depending. Probably not with the intimacy, though. I think they should just work that out themselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we can wrap it up. You can get that uh, follow-on, Char. You can ask her that uh, final question. If anybody want to like, um, use your services, where can they find you? Are you on social media? Do you have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? Where can they find you? Also, your feet. Your feet, too. People might want to oh, know yeah. that, too. Your feet, too. Okay, absolutely. So, um, I charge $550 per month. And I only have two different sessions. So, it's either a three-month package or a six-month package. Um, for those that are facing some type of financial difficulty, I have lowered my prices to $250 a month. I do still have people that are paying me the $550 a month, but again, it's whatever you're comfortable with. I am accepting both. Um, I just ask that you act with integrity. You do what you can, and I'm going to do what I can to help you. So if they wanted to reach out to me, though, I have Instagram. It's NYA. Um, so N is a Nancy, Y is in Yankee, A is an Apple, love. L-O-V-E-B-Y She, C-H-I, which is my name. So NYA that is can handle, they can feel free to follow me. I'm also on Facebook um, as Chi Chi Honesty. And they can follow me there as well. Um, but mainly my Instagram is how I like to connect with people. Um, okay. Also, if they want to email me, I love emails. <laughs> I love emails and just tell me their story and what they're looking for. And um, we can set up a consultation that way and I can just send them my scheduling link. Um, my email address is fun and love with she at gmail.com. Again, that's fun, F U N and love with she at gmail.com. And she spells C H I. Um, so they can feel free to shoot me an email that way too. I'm very open and responsive that way. So, yeah. okay. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for interviewing with us for a second time. And this time we got it right. So we don't have to do this again. <laughs> but Thank you for today's been 
much. And uh, also, I never met anybody from Seattle, so I didn't know, just like in San Francisco, Nashville, these uh, town, Portland, there's no black people there. So now we know it's some <laughs> black people in Seattle. <laughs> 3.7%. We out here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you very much for your time. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Alright. Right. Bye-bye. Bye.